Pass by Clarkson. Hardaway, Brunson. Brunson, a lot of trust in Dwight Powell. That's fantastic. I mean, that's a lot of trust right there. Yes, it is. To throw him that pass, to make that catch, and throw it down like that. And the losing streak is over. Wow. that uh, What a, <laughs> what a game. And uh, not necessarily for uh, being a great game, but uh, it was a game, in fact. Uh, this is the uh, post-game pod of the Mavericks versus Cavaliers, and uh, you know, uh, you had to know with uh, it being the Cavaliers and them being one of the worst teams in the league, and the Mavericks playing without Luka, uh, it was going to be it's going to be a bit of an eyesore to watch, and it was at times, but. Uh, the Mavs played fairly well, I would say, <laughs> you know, the first half, three quarters. Um, you know, the players stepped up. Um, but this game, I mean, what it was about before it even started and what it ended up being about is about Dirk and, and Dirk chasing Chamberlain. Um, and he almost, he almost damn near got it. He almost did. We were all rooting for him, and it was so cool. Just seeing the AC just um, erupt in so much um, so much joy, you know, when he hit that three um, and to get within four points. And uh, he ended up finishing the game uh, four points away from uh, passing Chamberlain. He's three points away from uh, tying. Uh, Dirk ended up with a 14-point game, um, but two steals, two blocks, six rebounds. Um, you know, a uh, pretty nice game for Dirk, you know, all things considering, um, he, you know, it's probably one of the better games he's played all year and it was really fun to watch. I mean, that's what this game was all about, um, was about Dirk and you kind of wish, um, they just kept feeding him the ball more to start the game. Cause it was weird, you know, the first quarter or so it's, like, they weren't even passing Dirk the ball. It's like, I don't know if the team was unaware of Dirk chasing, uh, the you know, Wilt on the all-time list. Or, I mean, I'm sure they did know. And Dirk, he, he's, he's the kind of guy where he's not he's not going to ask that from the team. Like, you know, just feed me so he can get it. You know, he wants to get it naturally. He wants it to be within the flow of the game. And more importantly, I mean, he wants to win the game. And uh, I think the rest of the team does. I mean... That's why they played as hard as they did, because, uh, I mean, they played really hard, and, um, you know, Dwight Powell continued to just play really well. Um, we talked about it last postgame. Um, he's just really, really solid right now. Um, another 16-point game, and he, <laughs> I think he was 8 for 8 or 7 for 7 at some point until he finally missed a shot. It was kind of a forced jumper. Um kind of a far two, but he's just, it makes you wonder, I mean, what, and we talked about it briefly before, I mean, what, what, what do we do with Powell? Um, and, uh, you know, go ahead and, uh, you know, if you have any questions or give me your thoughts on what you would like to see the Mavs do with Dwight Powell, um, you can go ahead and tweet me at underscore DFW sports guy or, um, Reach me at email of the the DFW Sports Guy 
uh, at gmail.com. Um, just let me know. I mean, I think I got a good pulse with the fans. I think the fans will want him back. Um, I don't know necessarily if I think you want him back is coming off the bench. You hope that he's not starting because you hope the Mavs um, have acquired another starter in the offseason. But I think if he's starting for you next year, next to Porzingis, like, I think that's uh, going to be fine. Because um, I don't know if a lot of you picked up on uh, Carlisle had an uh, interview on the um, ESPN uh, afternoon show um with Cal, Sean, Steve, Dennis, I'm not sure what the show's called, but it's those two guys uh, who do great work, and they um, interviewed Carlisle, and basically uh, Carlisle said uh, the expectation next year is he envisions it this way. Uh, when Porzingis is on the floor, he will play the four offensively, and defensively he will be the five, the rim protector. So... If that's the case, then you kind of need the opposite of that to pair with them. You know, you want someone who can play the five offensively, which Pal does fairly well. I mean, Pal can play both, but he can play the five. I mean, it's pretty much what he did tonight. And then play the four offensively where they can guard out on the perimeter Some from a lot of these stretch fours around the league. Um, and Pal can do that. Um, so even though... Uh, you kind of want him coming off the bench. He fits the mold for the type of player you're looking for to pair next to Porzingis. So, you know, just keep that in mind as far as team building goes and how the maps may view that. Um, as the season pro- goes along, we'll, I'll, I'll get some more information, um, you know, as how's, how they feel about all that. Um, and you know, I, I, I ripped on him, uh, last post game pod, Finney Smith, he was struggling. He had a resurgence of a game, uh, team high plus 12, uh, rung on 14 points, six rebounds, uh, six assists. And that's what I was talking about. He's an underrated playmaker. And I don't think he gets enough credit for that. Um, just really, really, uh, good stuff from Finney Smith tonight. And his three point shot was there four for six from the uh from the three line and uh you know if this shot's falling then I mean that's what you, I mean that's what you want from that guy and that if he can hit that consistently I mean he's so valuable from vaulting Mavericks into the upper echelon of the Western Conference he's really the X factor and I know everyone's just uh Luka and Porzingis like it's gonna be unstoppable but if Finney Smith can become what we want him to become, that's what's that's what's going to vault us into, you know, top three or four in the West, um, which is crazy talk. But if we're going to get there, we're going to need that from, you know, a guy like Finney Smith, uh, fourth or fifth starter. Uh, but your player of the game, I'd have to say, is uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. I mean, he was the leading scorer, 22 points. Um, just filling it up. You know, it's one of the good Hardaway games. Um, it's, I'd probably, you know, give it to Hardaway. Uh, but Kleber off the bench, I think, was uh, nasty, uh, posting 18 and 12. Um, and that's the other thing of Kleber. I mean, he's, uh, he hit pretty much 50% from three, three for six tonight. And, uh, I mean, if he's doing that consistently, like I said, Finney Smith, if, if they can find consistency, I mean, that's that's so invaluable and uh, will really propel this team um, to, hi- to newer heights next year. 
Um, hopefully we're going to retain those guys. Um, and we'll get into all that later, um, you know, in the ensuing half-court heave uh, shows um, as far as off-season structuring and signing and how you want to team build. Uh, so tonight we're going to focus on the game. And uh, the Mavs uh, <laughs> don't uh, don't tank. They, uh, they win the game. Um, you know, Cleveland's a terrible team. I mean, if you watch the game, I mean, Honestly, I haven't seen Cleveland play much. I saw them when Dallas played them previously in February, and they were garbage then. And Cleveland was garbage tonight. I mean, that's a bad team. And, you know, I don't, <laughs> they really don't deserve Zion because, I mean, they got LeBron and Kyrie through the lottery. And, I mean, they never made those things work with those really talented players. I mean, I'd hate to see Zion just waste away in Cleveland because it's it clear they they can't they don't they don't know how to build a team or at least build one correctly. So hopefully we don't you don't see Zion going there because um, that Cleveland's kind of where things go to die. Um, unless you're the Browns, they're kind of like everyone's darling right now. But that's another sport and for another podcast. So, but uh, but Cleveland like. So you kind of have to put in perspective, I mean, they're bad. So it made the Mavs look a lot better. And, you know, Finney Smith got a lot of good open looks. Uh, but he was making the shots. I mean, he's gotten open looks in previous games. But so these sound, you know, when I'm hyping up uh, Kleber and Porzingis and Hardaway having good games, you kind of have to put in the context of who they were facing. Because um, Cleveland's not very good. I was really impressed with Colin Sexton, though. Um, I mean, I was fairly, you know... I wasn't say high on him, but I was I was fairly enthused with him as a prospect in the draft. You know, I thought he was, I I figured he was going to be a good player, um, but he had a really great game tonight, putting up 28 points, and that dude's a scorer. And I mean, Cleveland's got themselves a player. I mean, if Zion were if they were in to win the lottery and Zion goes to Cleveland, I mean, uh, Zion paired with Sexton could be a could be sex, <laughs> could be a uh, basketball sex, but uh, it'd be great. That's a bad joke, but you know, it's <laughs> it's Saturday Saturday late night Mavs talk, so you get you get the full the uh, the full. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna work on our load management. Okay, I'm I'm done with the puns. Um, but uh, another interesting thing to point out, uh, I saw some people on Twitter talking about you know, Kevin Love and, uh, you know, his fit on the Mavs. And if you remember, I mean, uh, back to the trade deadline, I talked about that. And, I mean, the Mavs, I mean, as we all know, I mean, had discussions uh, with the Cavs about Love. It never really came to fruition. But, I mean, the similar package that ended up going to New York for Przingis was basically on the table for Love, you know, minus a few, a player here or there. Um but it worked out well for the Mavs. I mean, obviously, you'd rather have Porzingis over Kevin Love. Um, but I think Kevin Love, I really wish he'd get out of Cleveland. I hope some team um, can get him out of there. Because uh, I still think he can be a productive player for a good team. I really do. Um, he, I mean, he's he's really, really talented. I mean, if anyone remembers, I mean, uh, his days with the Timberwolves. I mean, the dude put up stupid numbers. And... Uh, I mean, obviously, I mean, when uh, they won the championship with Kyrie and LeBron, um, you know, he was a productive player there, too. 
Um, so I've, I kind of I, I hate I hate to see good basketball players waste away. So I hope uh, I hope he can get out of Cleveland. And um, and I don't mean I don't mean to s on Cleveland too much, but uh, they're just not a good basketball team right now. So uh, but they'll have their day in the sun, I'm sure. Uh, again, maybe we'll see. But uh, Kevin Love needs to get out of Cleveland and uh, go somewhere where he can uh, get his shine on because uh, he deserves it. And um, a few other things for the Mavs. Um, you know, Brunson uh, continues to play fairly well. And, uh, you know, I think, I mean, I, I, it's a similar argument with Powell um, as far as um, where where do they fit in, you know, on the puzzle piece here of the bigger puzzle of this team. Um, I think ideally, you know, as we've mentioned before, you want him off the bench. Um, you know, in that Berea type role. But I mean, if he's your starter, and that's the thing, I think. And, and Luca didn't play tonight, but when Luca and Brunson play together, I, that backcourt's really, really nice, and it works. It, I mean, Brunson does everything that they wanted Dennis Smith to do, um, and does it. Um, that's not to say Brunson's a better player than Dennis Smith. I love Dennis, and I'm a believer in Dennis. It's just his skill sets is a lot different, and Brunson is a lot more polished um, than Smith is. I mean, Smith is just so raw, and a lot of his skills are just pure athleticism. Um, you know, Brunson is in that similar Luka mold where it's just skill, you know, and uh, and Brunson's honed it for a long time, you know, four-year uh, player in college, and... Uh, you know, I'm just, I'm just continuing, I'm just continually, just impressed uh, with that guy so much. I mean, he's, he's quickly, quickly becoming a, uh, a fan favorite and uh, deservedly so. I mean, the dude is just, uh, I mean, he's just a great player, and you know, he's, and he's not, a, he looks kind of small out there, but I mean, he's like six three. Um, you know, he, uh, I think he's just, and it's so cliche, but he's super underrated, and. Uh, but I, I think he's going to be, a, you know, I, I think on the Maverick subreddit, someone on Reddit, on reddit.com, <laughs> on the Maverick subreddit, uh, I think someone posted a post about uh, in the offseason about trading Brunson to see what you could get in return or something. And I'm, look, <laughs> unless it's something major and Brunson has to be in a deal to get like, I don't know, Anthony Davis or some other, you know, supreme player, then yeah, I mean, the Mavs would probably do it or, or, you know, lean towards it. But other than that, Brunson's not going anywhere. They're not trading him to just, uh, you know, they, he's, he's firmly in their plans. So uh, I, I saw that uh, earlier today and that's just complete nonsense. And uh, ignore the nonsense because that's not, <laughs> that's just a terrible take, terrible thought. Don't trade Brunson. Uh, the dude, the dude's gonna be a key part of a championship team. Uh, hopefully here, uh, uh, but even if it's not here, it's going to be somewhere. He's going. He's he's that kind of player. He's going to be a. Uh, he's going to be help someone win a championship one day. Um, and another player that played well uh, and actually got some minutes since Luca. Luca didn't uh, play with Trey Burke. Um, you know, poured in eleven points and 
You know, I just, but I, I uh, don't get attached to Trey Burke. Uh, he's more than likely gone after this year. Uh, his contract's up, and I don't see the Mavs bringing him back. The point guard position is going to be pretty crowded. Um, you know, with uh, Luca, Brun- uh, Luca and Brunson, and uh, likely Brea, you know, coming back. And I mean, hell, they'll probably bring Harris back too. Uh, just have those those veteran guys. Um, so Burke doesn't really have a place in this team because what Burke does is basically what Brunson does, but Brunson does just everything better. Uh, so they kind of like uh, cancel each other out. Well, they don't cancel each other out, but Brunson cancels Burke out. Um, so, you know, and then uh, a couple of DMPs, you know, Mejuri, Corneli, Brokoff, uh, and Costas uh, uh, is a do-net play, but he wasn't with the team. But... Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm really. Uh, I wish Brokoff would get more run. Uh, I think the guy's got something, and I think as the season winds down, we'll see more of him as the Mavs kind of quote unquote uh, rest guys and kind of see what the end of the bench has. See who they need to keep next year. Um, but I think Brokoff can be a valuable piece. I mean, the dude can clearly shoot when he's on, and I think he brings a a defensive, um, an underrated defensive, uh, you know, skill. Uh, to a lineup, um, so I wish uh, we get more run with him, but alas, we didn't. Uh, but again, tonight's game it's all about Dirk and just taking Dirk for what he is. He's just he's the goat. He's the greatest. I love him. Uh, you guys love him. We all love Dirk. Dirk is love. Dirk is life. And um, I can't wait for Monday um, home game against the Pelicans. And uh, Dirk more than likely is going to. Uh, Pass Wilt freaking Chamberlain. I mean, how crazy is that? Um, an all-time scoring list. Um, just incredible. And Dirk deserves it. Dirk's amazing. And he means so much to this team, to the franchise, to the city. I mean, to basketball, to the NBA. I mean, around the league, it's so much respect. And just... I mean, he deserves all of it. Everyone knows. I mean, and, um, you know, who knows if it's going to be last year or not. Um, Personally, I hope not. I want to see him run it back one more year. Um, Hopefully try to get to the playoffs and give Dirk uh, one last playoff run. Um, I think would be really fitting. But it's up to Dirk. And um, I think he's actually moving better and better um, as the season's gone on and as he's kind of, uh, clearly, the ankle has gotten better, um, so I think he he's moving better and better each game. And you know, he had some fairly nice defensive plays earlier in the game. You know, swatting balls away, um, which uh, they may call blocks or steals because it's kind of like the midway point. Um, but he's always been good at that. You know, he's got good hands, quick hands, and uh, you know, but he was he was able to you know shuffle his feet and stay in front of those guys and 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 uh, slap the ball away. Uh, so he's clearly moving pretty well. Um, but I do want to talk about the last couple minutes, last six minutes of the game, and just what a um, what a clusterfuck it was. I mean, just they were. Four, <laughs> I mean, Dirk was four points away, and they were trying to get him the ball, and you know <laughs> they wanted him. Um, and Dirk wanted it. I mean, they wanted he wanted to uh, get the record because the crowd was. I mean, they were. I mean, you saw if you saw the game. I mean, they were just chanting for Dirk, and 
basically when anybody else had the ball in the Mavericks, they were telling them to pass it to Dirk. They just wanted Dirk to take every shot. And I did, I did too, because I mean, I just want to see him get it. And uh, I had Dirk miss five shots in a row and um, nothing was going in. And it, it inadvertently, <laughs> you know, all those misses Cleveland would get and then run it back down the court and score. And it closed the game up to where they almost blew the game, um, which would have been a tremendous, like, tank job of, um, yeah, we were just, we weren't trying to lose. We were just trying to get dirt the record and it just happened to burn us. But uh, the Mavs <laughs> held on and, and won the game. But it was kind of like, I was wondering how it was going to go because uh, Cleveland actually played like they wanted to win. But I figured they were gonna, they would want to lose because, um, you know, increase their odds even more. I mean, they're the third worst team. But, um, I mean, they're tied with Phoenix with, you know, 17 wins. Um, so, I mean, they would probably like to move into the second position to just try to... Uh, you know, increase. Well, I guess it really doesn't matter. I forget they changed the rules. It doesn't really matter because the top three all have the same odds for the lottery. So yeah, I mean, they were trying to win um, because why the hell not? <laughs> um, but yeah, the NBA lottery. That's that's right. They changed the rules. Um, or the the worst three teams all have the same percentage chance at the top pick. Um, so that's new this year. Um, but yeah, I mean, just, um, a fun little game for Saturday night, and, uh, more importantly, uh, I mean, the Mavs end their losing streak, finally win a game after losing, like, seven in a row, um, but as far as tank watch goes, uh, Memphis lost tonight, um, we're about to do some around the NBA and talk about scores for the rest of the game, but just a quick um, to do, uh, Memphis lost tonight to the Wizards, so Memphis now um, moves ahead of Dallas um, as far as the worst record, so Dallas is now the seventh worst um, record, um, they were sixth, so now they're seventh, Memphis is sixth, so I mean likely that's where the Mavs are going to be, um, they're going to be that six, seven, eight range uh new orleans is eighth about and uh they have two more wins than the mavs do um i i assume i presume mavericks will probably lose to new orleans on monday i mean we'll see how it goes but i think mavs are going to end up being in that six to seven six to seven range and um they have two games versus the grizzlies before the season ends so i mean those games are going to be huge because how those go will probably depend um, who gets the sixth uh, worst record, who gets the seventh. Um, and the difference we're talking here is, you know, basically 37% and 32%. So uh, we're talking about a 5% difference, um, like a 5% more likely percentage uh, that you get in the top four if you're in the sixth pick rather than the seventh. Um, and about one and a half greater odds and percentage odds to get the number one overall pick. So not like huge stuff, but I mean, when you're the Mavs and <laughs> you need to get in the top four to keep it, I mean, you're going to want all the, uh, all the luck you can get. So, um, those two games against the Grizzlies that happened towards the end of the season, I think back to back, if I'm correct, um, they're going to be massive, massive for, 
Um, and we will probably see some epic, epic tank off uh, situations. Uh, my, my guy broke off. will probably get uh, a lot of run. Uh, just hoisting up threes. And um, we'll see if they go in or not. Um, but to kind of wrap things up, uh, kind of a shorter pod. Um, just, I mean, the game is what it is. Um, I mean, there's stuff to talk about, but not a ton. Um, but to uh, wrap things up, we're going to go around the NBA and kind of talk about the uh, other scores in the league, other other games. Um, just kind of get us, get us going with uh, some of the stuff. So uh, the Celtics beat the Hawks 129 to 120. Uh, I did watch this game. I was hoping the Hawks would win. Uh, I wanted the Mavs to lose, and I mean, tr- let's try to get to that uh, to that uh, that fifth pick. Um, but uh, Kyrie uh, dropped a casual like Luka Doncic type performance with 30, 11, and nine. <laughs> you know, just one assist shy of a triple double. I mean, Luka had has like so many of those, like where he's just like one assist away from a triple double. Um, so Kyrie with the uh, the Luka type game there. Uh, and then uh, I mentioned the game before, but the Wizards uh, beat the Grizzlies 135 to 128. Bradley Beal just went supernova, just dropped 40 on them, and that dude, that dude would be nice. Um, if you listen to the uh, episode one of the Half Court Heave, I talk about uh, Bradley Beal a little bit, and if the Mavs, um, how they might um, obtain him this offseason in a trade, and what they, uh, how they feel about Bradley Beal. Uh, so go ahead and check that out if you haven't already. Um, the Suns uh, beat the Pelicans 138 to 136. Uh, and the Suns are playing well right now. I mean, they just beat the Warriors and I think the Bucks like <laughs> a couple weeks ago last week. Um, so Devin Booker dropped 40, 40 and 13 assists. And uh, yeah, when that dude's on, he's on. Um, so the Pelicans lost, are coming off a loss. So they'll probably be wanting to win. And hopefully they do. Um, but yeah, Alfred Payton had a triple-double, um, 16, 13 rebounds, and 16 assists. Solid game from him. Um, the marquee game of the night on ABC. Uh, the Warriors beat the Thunder pretty handily, 110-88. Durant did not play, as most of you guys know, and it did not matter. Uh, the Warriors are stupid good. Uh, Curry is ridiculous, and if you saw any of that game, you know that the postseason is basically formality, and um, the Warriors are winning the championship, and um, in the offseason, things will change, and even if they lose Durant, I mean, people who were like, oh, when the Warriors lose Durant, I mean, who's going to be the lead team in the West? Um, I don't know. Probably the Warriors. <laughs> I mean, they went to back-to-back finals and won a finals um, before Durant even got there. Uh, so I don't know. Probably the Warriors. Probably they're probably still gonna be really damn good. Um, Curry, Thompson, and I mean, if they bring Draymond back, we'll see. And they may keep Cousins. So um, I don't know. Uh, the Warriors are just stupid good and an embarrassment of riches and. Uh, yeah, they're they're not going anywhere fast, so <laughs> uh, we're just living in their world. The uh, the Spurs beat the Trailblazers one hundred eight to one hundred three. Um, Spurs are still just super solid, and they're playing well lately. Um, I think I joked about um, 
I think I tweeted during the Nuggets Mavs game when the Nuggets kind of weren't playing super well. Um, I kind of joked about <laughs> the Nuggets are the type of team they're going to get the two or three seed and they're going to face the Spurs in the first round and they're probably going to lose. Because, <laughs> um, you know, the Nuggets, if you know, if they don't show up, and I mean, I think the Spurs are just, there's one of those teams in Popovich, you just, you don't, you don't want them in the playoffs because, I mean, even if they don't beat you in a seven game series, they're just going to make it super annoying. And if just a few things go their way, you're not going to beat them. Um, I mean, obviously it's different, like against the Warriors, I think they can withstand it, but I mean, the Spurs are just that team. They're most likely going to upset somebody in the first round, uh, whoever that may be. So the Spurs are the Spurs, and I mean, we've been saying that for God knows how long. So, but uh, and the Nuggets just I mentioned they beat the Pacers tonight, one hundred two to one hundred. Uh, Jokic, Jokic got ejected, uh, but he put up a, a great game, uh, twenty six points, seven rebounds, five assists. Um, and the Pacers, I mean, they're playing fairly well, even though they lost to Oladipo. I mean, they're still hanging in there, and. Uh, Putting up solid games. Um, I don't. I don't uh, like their chances in the playoffs because I think the playoffs will be different. I mean, you're gonna really miss a little depot uh, then. Um, but again, they may be one of those. Te- the East is weird because it's hard to tell who's good and who's not. We know the Bucks are good. <laughs> the Raptors are probably good. Uh, but other than that, it's like. Eh. <laughs> Um, and then uh, the last game of the night, the Jazz beat the Nets, one fourteen and ninety eight, and the Jazz is uh, playing super well again. Um, so they're they're another playoff team that I mean everyone's gonna have to deal with. Um, if the season ended today, uh, we're looking at if the season ended today, um, like I said, uh, the Rockets would be playing the Rockets would be playing the Spurs as the three six matchup. Um, and yeah, if I'm a Houston fan, I wouldn't want that. I don't. I don't think you want the the Spurs. Um, I mean, I think the Rockets have played them pretty well this season. But again, this is a playoff series. It's different, and I just don't think you want that mess. Um, and then yeah, the Nuggets would play the Jazz in the two seven the two seven series, and yeah, that could be an upset there. I mean, I think the West is just so um, so stacked. Um, playoffs are going to be exciting as always. And um, the Mavs will be there soon. Um, hopefully, as soon as next year, um, when they bring Porzingis in and to kind of finish things up. I mean, if you watch the game um, on Fox Sports Southwest, uh, follow Willard Harp and uh, Jeff Jeff Skin Wade uh, uh, interviewed Porzingis <coughs> during like the second quarter, I believe, and. Uh, it's a really interesting interview, and if you haven't seen it, go out of your way to go see it. Just search it on YouTube or something. I'm sure it's there um, somewhere. It's probably on the Foxport Southwest YouTube page. Um, so, yeah, go ahead and watch that. Porzingis, I mean, you really get a good feel for um, what he thinks of the Mavs. And from what I know, I mean, just the dude is all in, um, wants to be here long term, loves, loves the city, loves the culture. Um, you know, loves loves cubes, <laughs> and um, you know, it's, it, it, I think Dirk's a huge impact, and uh, so I expect um him to uh, sign a max contract this off season, and uh, you know, I think uh, next year's gonna be really fun. Uh, 
Um, like this is, I mean, I think people, <laughs> Porzingis hasn't played, played in so long, people forget just how, just how ridiculously good he was uh, that season before he got injured. So, uh, if you got time, just yeah, you you tell you YouTube yourself some uh, Porzingis highlights and uh, get happy and just. Um, or if you got NBA 2K, just uh, play around with uh, Luca Porzingis pick and roll, and just uh, see how the defense is going to try to stop that. Because that's what next year is going to be like. It's just going to be nasty. It's going to be beautiful basketball. I'm excited. I hope you guys are excited. And uh, go Mavs! And um, we'll be here Monday uh, with a post game pod after the Pelicans game. And then we will have a uh, half-court heave episode two of our weekly Maverick show on Wednesday. That'll be the day um, we typically will have um, the half-court heave will be done. It'll be every Wednesday. So look for that as a weekly show um, as we really break it down in depth um, into the Mavs and uh, encompassing everything about the organization. Um uh, these post-game pods are just more focused on the actual game at hand um, with a few um, extrapolated points about, uh, you know, different things. So uh, look for all that stuff. That should be good. And uh, uh, go ahead and, um, you know, like or uh, give us five-star rating here um, if you're joining the pod. Um, or I, you know, and I, I want to say thank you. I've gotten some pretty positive feedback on Twitter, um, at underscore DFW Sports Guy. Um, I appreciate all the, uh, all the, uh, the uh, support and just, uh, uh, it, it's really, uh, it's really nice and good to read. Uh, I'm glad you guys are enjoying it, and I hope to bring you guys more um, as I get better at this and you know find, find my lane, find my voice um, in it all, and. Uh, I'm excited for um, what else I'm going to bring and um, uh, and have uh, for you guys. I got a, a lot of cool stuff planned. Um, and if you're more than a Mavs fan, um, we're gonna have a Cowboys um, Cowboys show coming up here soon, sometime next week. I'll probably announce it on Twitter when that's gonna drop. Uh, I'm just kind of talking about um, off-season stuff and uh, free agency and the draft and. Um, where the Cowboys sit after after their season and where they're headed, and then um, we will also um, get a Rangers um, Rangers show up there where we're just going to talk about um, the whole off season and uh, the upcoming season and uh, what we think of the Rangers and I mean if they're going to be good or not. And uh, um, it's not about being good. If you're a Rangers fan, you know that um, you know what this year is. So, but it's going to be fun, and I can't wait um, for all the stuff. Um, that's ahead and um if you're a movie fan um uh we're gonna be launching a podcast called uh the picture show bros uh with me and my friend and um me and my friend who's a film director himself and who's uh uh up and coming on the uh film industry scene so i'm, I'm really uh, excited that um he's gonna be joining us in this endeavor um uh, so the picture shows the picture shows picture show bros uh podcast um and i'll i'll give you all that information when it comes out um it'll be its own channel own podcast you won't find it under the dfw sports guy podcast 
you'll have to go subscribe it, search for it differently, but it'll be on all the different platforms. Um, but we're going to be reviewing movies, uh, talking about movies uh, that are upcoming, um, just kind of uh, riffing and talking about all sorts of stuff uh, that has to do with movie industry. And it's going to be really fun. And I hope you guys will give it a chance, give it a listen, because I think it's going to be really special. Um, so I'm really excited about all that stuff. And I hope you guys have a good Saturday night. I know I am. And uh, forever and always, go Mavs. <laughs>